Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Cobb, I'm, I admit I'm not, in, I'm not in the weeds like I used to be, but I consider myself a... Fairly well-read person on the internet and a, a pretty big sports fan. I have no idea who's doing well on National Signing Day. I think <laughs> I think it's the same teams, right? I think it seems like Bama had a good day. Seems like Georgia had a good day. Seems like Oregon had a good day. But like, I, do you know how to interpret what we're seeing right now? Yeah, look, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't be that plugged into it either. It's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle now with bowl season with uh, all the transfers that, that are known names already in the sport versus holding out hope, you know, that your favorite team can land, land a 17-year-old who, you know, you would probably only know about if you were a total junkie who subscribes to a, a 247 or a Rivals, you know. So these kids don't really have the spotlight, especially, you know, it's right before Christmas. Uh, the, the February signing day w- was better in terms of being a, uh, a national holiday. So Correct. So you can call it football, you know, but – yeah, you're right. Uh, Oregon has been the one that's popped for me today. Uh, Dan Lanning has, you know, former Memphis defensive coordinator Dan Lanning, has uh, done some some really good work uh, here late, and then they've they've flipped some some pretty serious prospects. Now, of course, you know one of the one of the ones we saw off of them today, they flipped a quarterback from Baylor, but that only happened because uh, UCLA right. flipped a quarterback from Oregon. So it's like, okay, well, you know, who's that's, from that's Detroit? Nice. Correct? Yeah. Yes, and the third third best quarterback in the class behind uh, Arch Manning and then the kid that's uh, enrolled at Tennessee. So, uh, you know. Well, then I, don't hey. some people think Malachi Nelson's in that tier? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Uh, and, and the two four seven rankings, though. Gotcha. Uh, we have we have Arch. We have the Tennessee kid Nico, and then we have the the, the Dante Moore who flipped from uh, from Oregon to UCLA. So you know you, you can see the the dots connecting there. Uh, Bo Nick says he's coming back. Right, Dante Moore is like, ah, I yeah, I want to go play. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to UCLA. And then meanwhile, this kid flips from Baylor. I guess honestly, uh, the, the biggest conclusion to draw from all that is like, if Blake Shapin gets hurt next year, uh, Baylor is not going to have a quarterback unless they go out and, and get somebody from the portal, which I'm sure they will. Well, and but doesn't that situation that you just described, doesn't that kind of describe college football right now? Because to me, one of the biggest one of the biggest on-field impacts of the transfer era, or you know, what I mean, I, I, it's not—I I know we're calling it the portal era, but like whatever, of the era that we're currently in, there's no quarterback depth because if, if as soon as you don't win a job, and I don't blame them, they're going in the portal. But like, doesn't that basically just disc- like I feel like now more than ever, coaches have to just absolutely live in fear of losing their quarterback. 
Yeah, absolutely. You look at, at Florida, a uh, terrible situation there. They lose Anthony Richardson to the draft, and then they lose their backup Jalen Kidna to some Right, yes. criminal charges that you can Google if you're really curious. And then, you know, what do we do now? Uh, all of a sudden, we got Jack Miller, uh, the only scholarship quarterback on a roster who in three seasons across two schools has never played uh, of any significant amount. So they have to go out, and it looks like they're going to end up with Graham Mertz. And it's like, okay, uh, is, is this former Wisconsin yeah. quarterback who – who is uh, not very good? Like, is that really well? I mean, if you consider experienced good, uh, he <laughs> qualifies there. Yeah. So basically, you bring in him. They've got a five-star freshman, but you don't want to turn the keys over to the five-star freshman without a uh, at least a, a semi-experienced backup there. So the quarterback position, more than anything, yeah, it's become that uh, revolving door. Uh, just sort of a you can almost bank on every single Power Five program in the country having at least one incoming or outgoing transfer quarterback every cycle. Yeah, that was the other thing I couldn't figure out with Mertz. And I don't know if you'll ever get a straight answer, but it's like, did Florida bring him in to start? (laughs) I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, I think Jaden Rashada is a five-star guy who is the future there. And, you know, but Mertz has two years of eligibility left. I cannot see a scenario in which they keep Jaden Rashada off the field, five-star guy, to play Graham Mertz for two years. So, I was a little disappointed. I thought Florida uh, could have gone after a a better quarterback in this transfer cycle. I mean, you you saw Brennan Armstrong from Virginia out there. I thought thought Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina would have fit pretty well with Napier. They were both in the Sun Belt together. and uh, He kind of reminds me of Levi Lewis, who Napier coached at Louisiana. But, I don't know, it sounds like there might have been something with the academic credits and grades and all that there. So, Anyway, uh, I, I doubt Graham Mertz is the long-term option for Florida. I mean, if they're seriously trying to challenge Georgia, which I'm sure their fans want them to do, like, are you really going to do that with Graham Mertz at quarterback? Honestly, like, I know it was limited, but from what I just saw on Saturday, I'd much rather try my chances with Miller than Mertz. I have seen, <laughs> I have watched enough Graham Mertz to sit there and go and know that that's not for me. At least with Miller, so like. You know what I mean? Like you had to squint, but you could see like, okay, they get some receivers. Like he's got, he's athletic enough. Like I would much rather try that. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. But yeah, Graham Mertz, I mean, I guess the, the, the hope there is that he leaves Wisconsin. He leaves that defense first run oriented system and now enters a somewhat more modern offensive system. And maybe the light clicks on now that he's mm-hmm. got SEC you know, SEC talent around them, right? I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but if you wanted to talk yourself into it, I, I guess that would be the way to do it. Honestly, what it really told me, and again, this is just pure speculation, told me they struck out on Devin Leary. And that Kentucky, uh, yeah. it, it, sound, it seems to me like Kentucky won a big recruiting battle. Well, it's a little bit of a game of, yeah, musical chairs with the transfer quarterbacks. And that's what I mean about National Signing Day not yeah. carrying the weight that it used to, because if you're a, a fan of an SEC school, you're, you're looking around saying, oh, okay, who, who's our transfer quarterback going to be? Uh, who are these guys in the portal are, who, whose names I know uh, are we going to end up with? And In Kentucky's case, yeah, I mean, they ended up with Devin Leary, who was really, really good uh, last year at NC State. Not as good this year, gets hurt halfway through the season. Uh, yeah, big pickup for, for Kentucky, honestly. I think he's as good of a quarterback, if not better, than Will Levis, who – Everyone obsesses over and thinks it's going to be a first-round draft pick and maybe the number one overall pick. So, no, I, I actually I think to your point, 
I think getting Liam Cohen back as their offensive coordinator, who you know, who made Levis this hype product, I think getting him with Leary is much better than getting Levis to come back for another year. I'd much rather have that scenario. I don't understand the the Will Levis hype. I'm not an NFL draft writer. I admit that, but I, I just don't see it. He's not accurate. He's not mobile. If you're not accurate and you're not mobile, how are you going to be a good it's quarterback the, in the NFL? It's the classic. It, it, never underestimate football guys being football guys. It's <laughs> is the, it because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. No, it's no. It's here's exactly what it is. It's because Josh Allen saved a franchise. And so that's the thing. It's like all, you know, Allen. Now, what gets left out of it's how much better of an athlete Josh is than than Levis. Levis isn't a bad athlete, but he's more of like a good exerciser than he is great athlete. But the idea was, well, Josh Allen wasn't accurate coming out of college, and they fixed that. To which I would argue, y'all must not watch the full Josh Allen experience. He has gotten better, but it's not like Josh Allen is just lighting it up like Aaron Rodgers does in terms of like just pinpoint accuracy but that's that's exactly what happens is these these gms and scouts see that josh allen worked and so they go and look for another josh allen i just don't i don't, I don't get it uh it, it, it blows my mind as somebody who watched will Levis play in college that you would consider taking him over bryce young or or cj stroud <laughs> who have been so productive and in the case of bryce young I don't really even think it's like, oh, well, Bryce Young was good because of all that talent he had around him. No. No, not at all. I think that Alabama team would have lost four games without him. Absolutely right. I agree. And uh, he he was just as as good as they come. You look at the intangibles. The man's going to suit up and play in the bowl game. I mean, come on, like. uh, He's a a surefire number one uh, or, you know, first round draft pick. And it's like most guys in that circumstance wouldn't even entertain playing in the uh you know the, the sugar bowl against Tulane or, or I guess Kansas State but like here he is he's gonna do it uh so anyway I I just I think Bryce Young has everything that I would look for if I were running an NFL franchise but hey maybe that's why I'm not running one no the only because I agree with you in terms of every throw leadership whatnot the only thing that has me a little spooked is size yeah, but but nowadays look at look at Kyler Murray, look at Russell. Yeah, that's busted, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I've always had a soft spot for the sub six footers, but like you know, it's like man, with Bryce Young, how listen, listen, is, nobody nobody fights the fight against height supremacy like I do. <laughs> but let me tell you what, man, the amount of balls that Baker's gotten batted down, Kyler gets batted down, Tua to a certain extent. Although Tua, for me, it's he can't take a hit. He has not figured out how to take a hit. Bryce at least does know how to get down. But, I mean, I think trying to turn everyone into Drew Brees is somewhat of an exercise in futility. But if you t- if you make me bet on one guy to be Drew Brees, I'm betting on Bryce Young, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm with you there. So, I mean, we'll see. I get bothered by the, the NFL draft projections on, on quarterbacks in particular, but I love Bryce Young. I think he's he's going to go down in my mind as like the the best Alabama quarterback to never win a national title. Are we counting Tua's? Well, yeah, I do because he was the one who came in yeah. and and got it done in the end, you know, and that one helped him break through. So I do count Tua's national title. And even if Tua hadn't won a national title, in my mind, I still think Bryce Young's a, a better player. College player. Ooh, so this is the question of how much do we credit Tua versus how much do we credit 
honestly, Billy Napier for putting together that receiver room. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he had Devontae Smith, right? Who is having, like, the most qu- – I understand A.J. sucks the oxygen out of everything because of, you know, the, as how dramatic it was this year, leaving the Titans and whatnot. Does anyone realize how awesome Devontae's been this year? <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. He's a Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. And – you know, Bryce Young didn't have that. Those skilled players let them down at Alabama this year. You know, they, they were supposed to have one of the best skill rooms in the country. And you keep looking around like, all right, when are these guys going to break out? When's Jermaine Burton going to have that, that breakout season that we, you know, that we thought he would, right? And it just never happened. And, and Bryce Young ends up doing a lot of it on his own. And that was never the case with Tua. And so in that, in that sense, I just think, I just think the, the Alabama quarterbacks that came before Bryce Young pretty much all – had more help, um, and, and so Bryce Young had to do had to do more with less than anyone has at that position there in a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't even. That's the other thing. I like. I think their running backs out of the backfield are like good pass catchers, pass catchers, but I certainly don't think that running back room is anything as good as as either of them played with. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest question going forward for Alabama too. You know, is hey. Uh, what's that quarterback situation going to be like? Are they in in the portal conversation uh, in terms of going out and getting a quarterback? Look, I know they've got Ty Simpson. I know they've got Jalen Milrow, who we saw some this past year. But is Nick Saban ready to turn the keys over to one of those guys? I, I'm not totally convinced that he is. I'm not sure that he should. Uh, so are they in the market? You know, there were some rumors, at least, that they were trying to lure Drake May away from North Carolina. Uh, you know, that didn't work. So, uh that, that, that's a big question now for Alabama, and they didn't necessarily address it today uh, in terms of going out and getting some big stud quarterback. So uh, that, that, to me, more than is Saban losing his touch, like, let's get practical here. No, not really. Uh, it's, hey, who's going to be Alabama's quarterback? No, I think that's a big part of it. All right, switching gears, something you wrote about on Twitter yesterday. Not a great day. You were, you were generous to call it the, the mid-tier uh, of the SEC, and I guess you have to include Mississippi State as mid-tier or above. But I think what we're starting to see from a Memphis perspective, are those Ole Miss and A&M wins going to be anything? Yeah. yeah, a little disappointing there to see uh, those teams just late, just terrible performances at home against sub-200 net teams yesterday. Um, I'm concerned about the SEC in basketball right now. you got the top – with Tennessee, Alabama, uh, Arkansas, like they're going to be fine. After that, who's good? I mean, honestly, like Mississippi State, great start. They're exceeding expectations. But the, the flaws and the holes have, have become apparent there in recent days. Uh, Kentucky, off to a pretty terrible start, to be honest. And then you go down the list and, like, I mean, Auburn is, has not been any, anything close to you know, what they were last year. Um, so that, that, that win should hold up for the Tigers. I think the Auburn win will hold up. I'm agreeing. And, and, and I think the Alabama loss will still be a quad one loss on the road because I think Alabama's good. Oh, Alabama is definitely good. So no shame in that outcome for Memphis. Uh, the Auburn win, I think, will still be a good win. I don't know for sure that it's going to be a quad one win when it's all said and done. I think it will because I think since it was on the neutral, that's going to help them. Um, but yeah, Ole Miss and Texas A&M, those guys have a lot of work to do to, to go dancing. And so, you know, unless the SEC gets it together here, uh, we could be looking at a, a five bid, uh, six bid max, you know, type of league. And then unless somebody from that, from what I call that middle class, you know, that Missouri, Florida, uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, the, the league needs some, some teams from that group to, to start showing something here. If I tell you Kentucky, 
figures it out as the season goes along. Would you buy that? I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I think the door is pretty firmly shut in my mind on Kentucky being a conference title contender, on Kentucky being a top two or three seed in the NCAA tournament. I think those things are out, out of the picture already. And I know they haven't played a league game yet, so that, that's a little bit of a reach. But uh, just watching them in the games they've played against good teams to this point, they've been really, really unimpressive. Well, and I think – so because I've, I've been weighing this question in my mind because I've seen Cal teams start poorly and then figure it out. But this team isn't really that young of a team. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a – this isn't a team that needs to gel, and the problems that they have are not exactly figured out problems. Like, Cobb, who do they have that can shoot? Yeah, it shouldn't be a situation where, oh, they just need to gel and grow together and figure out their roles. No. Their, their roles should be clearly defined. You have the SEC assist leader back in Xavier Wheeler, point guard. You have the national player of the year back in Oscar Shibway. And then you brought in some veteran transfers and Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick to uh, shoot and help you score. And then obviously your 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 typical Cal five star freshman there in Casey Wallace and Chris Livingston. And like those guys are still going to grow and develop over the course of the season. But if you're going to ask them to score twenty points a game, then then the the whole thing was doomed to start with. So uh, no, there's it's not like this is a overly reliant on freshman type of Kentucky team that's going to grow like you're going to see Arkansas do, by the way. Yeah. Like in many ways, Arkansas and Muss are what Cal and Kentucky were. Uh, no, I think that's very fair. And, and they're going to grow and develop as the season goes along, and we're already seeing it happen in front of our eyes. Kentucky, uh, there, there really isn't all that much maturation to do. And so, I mean, I, I look at this Kentucky team and I see – to be honest, I see 11 and 7 in the SEC. I mean, that would be my guess right now. How concerned are you with Tennessee's offense? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. They're, they're but like, I'm trying to figure out, though, is it – when was the Texas Tech game last year that I just wanted to gouge my eyeballs out? Was that yeah, Thanksgiving? Yeah. Around that time, uh-huh. Okay, so I can't decide if it's better or worse that a month from – like a month later in the season I'm watching Tennessee and I'm like, I, this, is, this is tough. It is. It's, I know it's they're good, to too. Mm-hmm. Well, the defense is great. And in instances when that defense can lead to transition points and fast-break opportunities, then it's like, okay, the offense doesn't look all that bad. But, like, in the half court, to me, the issue is that they still rely on an archaic system. And they, they play two traditional bigs, and there's just no room for, for guards to drive into the paint. Uh, and, and create, and, and then the, um, there's no lanes to kick to because the, the, the bigs can't shoot. It's just an, an old, archaic system, yeah. honestly. And that worked when you had you know Grant Williams, who you could kind of dump it off to late in the shot clock sure. and get a bucket. But those days are long gone. He's been gone for a minute now. And there's nobody on that team who uses it. Okay, well, we'll just give it to that guy, and he'll either get a bucket or get to the free throw line. There's nobody who you can count on for those uh, surefire points when they're needed the most in the crunch time. And, and that's the issue for Tennessee. They need to modernize the offense at some point. They'll, they'll still be really good because of their defense, but it's going to be hard for them to, I think, make a deep run you know, in March uh, without a steadier, more consistent offense. All right, well, before we let you go, we're off next week, so this will be our, our last time to talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you in 2023. When we talk to you in 2023, is there any chance it's not Michigan and Georgia playing for a national title? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, shut out TCU. I mean, I think 
they proved something to us all year long, being underdogs several times, yeah. finding a way to win. That Max Duggan sort of grit factor and the, uh, I don't know, there's just something unique about that, that TCU team. And, you know, let's be honest, Michigan beat Ohio State, but who else did they beat this year? They haven't been tested a ton. And this is well, like and I have, I have serious questions about how good Ohio State really is. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, they didn't deserve to be in here or what, but, like, I, I do I do wonder, like, is this going to be a, a better test for Georgia than Michigan was in the in the semifinal last year? My gut is no. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I, I think Georgia wins relatively easily, but I think TCU-Michigan could be a pretty good game. I think that's fair. I think if you're, t- you're right. Isn't it weird to think that I, I – think most people would have thought, well, the amount of talent on Ohio State, if anyone's going to pull the upset, it's them. But I'm with you. I think it if if you tell me, because I think TCU's offense could maybe score enough and, and force Michigan into an uncomfortable game. Yes. And, and you know, TCU has shown that, that clutch gene. I mean, even yeah. in the Big 12 championship game, the ability to come back, I know they lost, but they, they were on the goal line, had a chance to win it. They know how to get things done in pressure situations. The reality is Michigan hasn't been in many close games. No. So I'm not totally sure they do. Cobb, we appreciate it, buddy. Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Merry Christmas. That is David Cobb. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.